welcome to another episode of Screw the Stigma. My name is Afra and thank you so much for tuning in this week. I did take a two-week break from podcasting because I was very sick, but on top of that, I wasn't really happy with where my podcasting was going. The direction I felt like was very um, general. It didn't it, it felt like it was mostly focusing on certain topics and not diversifying. So from three weeks from now, I'm going to have more diversified content. I'm going to revamp my podcast, the same mission and same concept and same ideology behind it. But I'm going to diversify the content and go into different areas like how to live the best life that you could, uh, d- careers that are not socially accepted and more. So definitely keep an eye out for that you can follow me on my instagram page at screw the stigma podcast to see updates and also interesting content that makes you think twice about things also if you would like to be a guest on my show you can email me at screw the stigma podcast at gmail.com and i'll definitely look into that i'm also going to get a better microphone so that the quality can be better i am aware the quality isn't best and it has really been bothering me in three weeks time there's going to be a whole new setup so that you can definitely look forward to better consistent uh, podcast with good quality so now moving on to this week's podcast is with my friend ivory if you guys remember she's the very first guest on my podcast and i invited her back again to talk about body image issues that we have developed as a society based on due to social media and other societal expectations Uh, so we also shared some fun stories based on our past uh, things that we had to go through uh, being allowed to wear the things that we wanted to because of uh, restrictions that we had so it's definitely an interesting podcast so keep listening and i'm going to cut to that now hey guys i have uh, ivory with me again today hey ivory how are you doing Hi, I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for joining me again. And it was great that you were my first guest because it had like a good start to the podcast. And uh, I always appreciate you coming back. So thank you for joining me again. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I had such a great time. I'm glad it went well. (laughs) (laughs) So first, I would like to start off by asking, how has your new year been so far? Oh, new year. Hmm. Well, it went went well. I had only the 31st off, unfortunately, so I had to work that whole week. (laughs) But it was nice. I spent it with family, even though I know um, in our area, we can go visit family. It's allowed. So I only visited like my brother. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all. It was quite chill. What about you? Mine was okay too. Like you mentioned, I I didn't start working then. So I was just like chill, enjoying, you know, like when you're on a break, you are kind of tired of it because, you know, you're just used to it. So I didn't really do much. Oh, yeah. And we, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, we can't really, like, we can't go out. The restrictions were lifted during New Year's and, but there are stupid people out there. So I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> who think that the mass isn't accessory and, you know, they just go and sneeze in people's faces and I didn't want to do oh, that. Yeah. So I just mm-hmm. stayed at home. Not like I have huge New Year's plans anyways, but uh, that's my excuse. Oh, yeah, same. Because, like, uh, I was working throughout the end of the year. And even the first week, immediately on the 4th, the Monday, we already had uh, work. So I didn't have that time to, like, chill and, like, reflect on the year and all that. So, yeah, it didn't feel like New Year's to me. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, I really forgot that it was the 31st until like someone actually posted on their story that uh, awesome. happy new year. I was like, oh my god, really? <laughs> Already? Already? It was like Christmas. <laughs> like when did that happen did i like fucking go into a coma or something and just come back <laughs> i know right the only reason i was aware of it is because my brother called me up and he was like oh hey come over and i was like what it's already here <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it wasn't the best year but i guess like it gave like a lot of uh, reflection time for people and like it's like kind of like a message for people to slow down and reevaluate your life and oh, yeah even though it's kind of like a message for people to stop being so selfish, people were still being out there, sneezing on each other's faces, going out and partying, which is kind of sad to see that. Although like, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you were tired too, right? By staying at home. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, I was tired because I had online classes at the time. So most of the time I was inside, but luckily I'm, I'm, an introvert so I didn't really mind it that much and I my situation is obviously a lot more safer and better than other people so I won't complain too much to be honest (laughs) yeah I mean I guess it is frustrating after a while staying at home but personally like it, it wasn't such a huge difference to me like I like going out maybe once in a while but at the end of the day I do like staying at home same same but it hasn't been so bad so what have you been up to since the start of the new year? Well, I've been, I still have been working, but uh, because we had a, an emergency lockdown just started, like, I think it was on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, because of that, I have been home ever since. And I took that precious time to like relax and cool down because I feel like I had a burnout from constantly working (laughs) and I would come home and I had assignments and I would do those immediately sleep and repeat but it was a lot of fun though so I don't regret it because I was working in a hospital and I was dealing with all kinds of people it was very interesting um I because I work as a physiotherapist just to let Mm -hmm. you know so um I am not at that risk of of having COVID. There is a definite risk, but we took precautions, but it was still very rewarding to work with people so closely. Mm. And um, uh, after that, now I'm just off, taking some time off and I have plans to continue um, on my arts, like, cause I I do arts as a freelancer. So Mm. I, I, I look forward to that. Yeah, you guys should definitely check out her Instagram it's uh, mm-hmm. at ivory right yeah it's uh, at ivory and then there's a dot before the last letter mm-hmm. uh so it's i v o r i dot e at instagram yeah you guys should definitely check it out it's really good and she's really thank talented. you <laughs> and i still have the artwork that she gave me uh on my birthday and i have oh, it man. <laughs> oh boy I have it up my wall and it's 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 really nice you know it's 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 nice to see that when people have like different talents and sometimes I wish that I could draw but then if you see my middle school drawings <laughs> where are they <laughs> Oh, it's all right. <laughs> Everyone has um, pos- a potential in different areas, right? You don't have to be art. You can be great at like social media or I don't know, like uh, doing a podcast. You're pretty cool at that, aren't you? So you just need to practice it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but just don't look at my drawings, guys. <laughs> it is definitely something. 
I remember, uh, like, I remember in middle school, I was so amazed by you drawing, even though like the way you used to draw back then was such a huge contrast from like how you do now. But even then I was <laughs> like, oh my God, wow, I'm so impressed she can draw. And then I used to try to do it, but like a hundred times worse. Oh my <laughs> <God>. was <just> so sad. <laughs> Still better than uh, Mahamza, test you by, so I'll finish that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Last time, the first episode that we filmed, we talked about uh, pressures of being a woman because both of us, we grew up in the Middle East and now we're in Southeast Asia. There is definitely a huge contrast to the cultures that we were brought up in. But at the same time, there are a lot of practices here that were followed in the Middle East as well because they're both very religious countries. And... Mm-hmm. Apart from like religion in general, like one thing that I've noticed is that everybody is quite obsessed with like the idea of perfection in a way. Like you use social media, right? Yeah, of course. And I think pretty much everyone around our age and even older people right now, they have Instagram and like Twitter and Twitter scares me personally. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Same. And I'm still there every day. (laughs) I'm so scared of how many people get canceled and how many people get dragged. And I mean, I don't blame them for it because that's the culture that we're in right now. And if you guys want to hear me and my friend Maham talk about cancel culture, you should definitely check that out. That's a podcast that I covered. But at the same time, social media has like basically taken over our lives. So how many hours do you approximately spend on Instagram? Okay, uh, nowadays, um, because I don't really appreciate the algorithm changes in Instagram, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's harder for me to find a community there for my art, Mm -hmm. I don't actually check Instagram all that often. I usually just post my art there and I disappear. And if you check my Instagram lately, I have not posted anything in a long time. So I mostly check Instagram for personal use, and even that, it's maybe maximum, maybe 10 20 minutes per day because i'm really turned off by the environment the like it's not it's not healthy for my mindset i'd much rather check twitter but even twitter lately especially since i um i've been off uh for a few days i use that opportunity i haven't checked any social media at all except for like occasionally just checking messages that's it Mm. yeah i mean i feel like I always believe that everything that is too much, you'll get tired of it eventually. And one of that Mm -hmm. is social media. And now the kids are so obsessed with social media that it kind of scares me. If you look at the comments of like these influencers, because there's so many influencers, I don't know what they're influencing, but there's so many (laughs) people out there. (laughs) Like, no offense. Like I always um, appreciate people who are hustling and who are getting like they say nowadays, getting the bag and like basically doing something (laughs) with their lives. But it's just kind of scary that so many people, like so many kids look up to these models and influencers and this perfect idea of social media in general. And they want to be that. Have you ever Mm -hmm. like been in a situation where you wanted to be like, you know, those not models in general, but like your favorite artists or like, you know, people that you like? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, besides art, I'm really into fashion. I don't know how to describe the kind of fashion I'm into, but uh, whatever. Um, 
it's uh, whatever uh, people I follow on Instagram, I tend to be influenced by them to the point that I wish I had that body because I like this petite, slim, you know, um, yeah, slim kind of flat body. I like that. I find it cute because I like cute things, you know. Mm-hmm. So I find that it's it sometimes it borders, if, especially if I spend a lot of time on that one one model's page. I get, I tend to get like obsessive over their like I, I wish I had that body. Why I wish I was that flat. Why am I? Why are my thighs so big? You know, I tend to compare myself a lot. Especially, uh, also, it can be as simple as seeing how many things they have. Like they have a huge wardrobe of cute fashion, cute tops and skirts. And I wish I had that because uh, the way I grew up in my uh, I didn't get much choice in choosing what I wanted to wear. So even though now I'm, I'm slowly becoming more independent, I still don't have the perfect wardrobe that I like, you know, I'm slowly building it up. So I often feel jealous because of that. Mm-hmm. And like for the people who don't have an idea of like why you can choose your own clothes, it's kind of like this cultural thing for us where our parents pick out our clothes because if they're paying for it then they kind of have an opinion they make the major decision at the end if they're going to get it or not and that's just how things work mm-hmm. it is normal you know when you see these influencers obviously if they have a following then they get free clothes and they get free you know they get sponsorships so obviously they can afford to switch their clothes out and that's kind of their job so they have to focus on that but people who are looking mm-hmm. at it and people who can afford it they're like oh my god like you know I wish and I know that I've been there too like I was like oh, I wish I had this type of clothing you know or even though I have the money now maybe like I still am like but will it still will it look good on me because personally our body types are different from like you know mm-hmm, yeah yeah and I know that I don't have the model's body I have like I'm curvy so like a lot of things that they can wear I cannot wear <laughs> And yeah, white hip gang, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not a bad thing, you know. We're oh, all... definitely not. Have you tried any methods of like losing weight or trying to look like that? Um, I am health oriented in general, but so I do try to eat healthy, but obviously um, I do have um, a struggle between eating healthy for the right reasons and sometimes getting a bit obsessive over body and being the perfect having the perfect body that I eat for the wrong reasons and that's when my healthy habits start to derail and it becomes a struggle you know mm-hmm. and like, I, I cannot personally talk about like eating disorders and things like that because I personally don't have much knowledge on it but I do know that a lot of eating disorders start with social media and it's kind of upsetting to think that one form that was started maybe for a good idea has such a negative effect you know and I know that I have you heard of this uh, youtuber called uh, Eugenia Cooney oh yeah I'm very well versed about her I've been doing a lot of research on her and it's quite shocking you know that people there's a whole community out there who is obsessed with anorexia 
who kind the of pro Anna. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Because they think they're it's like it's like why we look up to the social mod uh, social media models because they have the best body type in our opinion. But for these pro Anna uh, followers, they think the people who are anorexic they find that as their model because they're like, oh my god, they did it. They're so skinny. They're they're our goals, you know, body goals. I mean, this is from what I observed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the pro Anna movement, uh, just like how we, uh, ad- not just like, but similarly to how we admire uh, models uh, for because they're so pretty, they have body goals and everything. Uh, pro Anna followers tend to do that too, but with people who are anorexic because that's what they want to achieve. Usually it's young girls like under the age of 14 or between 11 to 15 like that. They are obsessed with the idea of looking thin and then they find these pro uh, these anorexic people that um, that are basically what they want. And because they're, they're thinking of their body image is so distorted. So they think that that is body goals. At least this is what I have observed. I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've been going down the spiral of watching Eugenia Cooney videos, not her channel in specific, but people who are making content off her, which is also a way for her to kind of get the clout that she needs to keep doing the same yeah, thing, exactly. which kind of defeats the whole purpose, even though people do want to help her out. I feel like it's just kind of not the right thing to do because giving her more attention and talking about her issue or her condition right now, it probably just push her to do what she's doing right now because she's making money out of it it's the the saddest part is that she's not doing it on purposely she's not doing it for a malicious reason she honestly doesn't believe she has an issue because also she has people who enable her besides her followers i don't want to speak about this but um people are enabling her and she's already so deep in her mindset that she thinks she's okay and she thinks she's beautiful and she is beautiful but she's hurting herself so it's so sad honestly i hope she can find the way you know the right way for her she got help before and i think she really needs to do it again the thing is that she she got help for a very short period of time she went for she went for rehab and it was like i don't know how much is it but usually rehab is for more than three to four months right she went there for Mm -hmm. three months only and then she got released early i don't even know how but yeah and then she she claims now that now she claims that she's fully recovered which is it's quite sad to see that because now she says that she's fully cured and you don't just fully cure from an eating disorder that quickly oh yeah definitely it's like years of struggle yeah and i'm not obviously i'm not shaming her she does have a problem and i hope she gets help but i just feel bad for the people who are inspired by her or who think that this is the way you're supposed to look and you know i just feel bad that social media can play a huge role in like basically influencing what and but i know that apart from kids there's also like the society and like parents and things like that so have your parents ever expected you to look a certain way uh for body type wise not really but they do have new comments like very confusing comments like and right now if they see me they'll be like oh you're too skinny you should eat more but then if i become a bit plump they tell me i should lose weight so it's always like 
very wishy-washy like one day it's like this one day it's not like that and it, I got it mostly as a child now it's mostly like they tell me to eat more <laughs> so um but I'm okay I am just within the healthy range of like the BMI you know mm-hmm. uh but it's more that they comment on how I dress and how I should present myself as a woman than body type so much um because um because of culture and also partially religion um my parent my parents especially my mom because it's usually the woman's job to do it you know quote unquote mm-hmm. that um as a woman i should be covered my my shirt should be at minimum at, at covering my butt like it should be below the butt line you know <laughs> and uh and uh i not my thighs should not show like you know like if uh, my family all the women are very curvy we have you know big wide hips and even though i am not as big as other people i still have um have a very curvy thighs i, I don't know if how, how do i say that basically yeah my thighs are a bit big that even if i i wear yeah (laughs) yeah my thighs are thick so even if i wear like regular pants it still looks like curvy and it's like even though i if if you give a skinny girl the same pair of pants for her it's completely cool because she has no curves whatsoever so there's no in their words temptation to men but for me my thighs they're very tempting apparently like you want to make a juicy burger or something or something you know so (laughs) um i have to cover it up and it has to be loose enough or the shirt has be the shirt has to be long enough basically a dress at this point to cover my thighs too you know so Mm -hmm. uh nowadays that's what they expect so i usually when i go back home uh, just because i don't want to create so much conflict i just wear dresses loose flowy maxi dresses and such like that but as a growing up it was difficult because uh, you know being a little teenager in the 2000s i wanted to wear nice tight jeans with cute shirts i mean back then there was no crop tops but still i wanted to wear cute shirts that i don't have to be until like halfway my down my thighs you know and i didn't like wearing <laughs> wearing baggy things but because uh, most of us are curvy even when I was a kid uh, after puberty I was a bit curvy still uh, okay. so my mom would always pick very baggy clothes for me and she said that I have a choice in what I like but everything I pick she doesn't like either it doesn't fit her criteria or her her personal opinion her personal taste and fashion is has a very heavy influence and that one I think is more just my mom my mom is kind of the kind of person who likes to control things everything to be perfect mm-hmm. uh, so she would love she always lo- felt like uh, putting her opinion in my decisions is a uh, part of love like you know when you have like a if you have a good relationship with someone they would want your opinion and not just want it they would want to implement it immediately you know <laughs> so all, all my clothes were basically decided and i used to fight with her about it and then but it got tiring so like after maybe like age of 10 or something i just gave up and i would just let her pick everything you know <laughs> so i felt like I missed out on expressing myself through fashion. I just uh, accepted like, okay, this is my life. I'm just going to wear ugly clothes, you know, baggy, oversized clothes, you know, which made me look even fatter somehow, you know. So, <laughs> For uh, some reason, everything had flowers on it too. 
Oh yeah, and it's okay. Now I like flowers, but it was like the old style of flowers, which I don't hate people for liking it, but I didn't like flowers back then. And I just wanted to wear simple, like trendy things that teenagers wore, even though it's just a trend, like let me be myself. But it has to have to have those vintage looking flowers and it has to be everything my mom likes. And, and not the like, nice <laughs> kind too. It looks like a, oh. it looks like a flower garden or like a picnic table. Like a up on you. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, picnic table and the curtains they merged and then they became like a flower garden table or something I don't know (laughs) (laughs) tablecloth you know (laughs) so it was like totally not for me for her age it would look beautiful but for me no and she didn't understand that you know she understood trends she would pick something trendy but it had to suit her style trends for her age and I'm just like I, I, it was too much effort to fight that, honestly. So I just gave in. And I felt like because of that, I missed out on, you know, exploring different phases of my life during my teenage years and such, you know. Yeah, I, I, I get you because I am so sad that I couldn't really truly live out my emo phase when that was cool. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I wanted to go full on with like, you know, the clothes and, uh, you know, like not the gloves exactly, but like, you know, the boots and the pants and all those things. But then obviously I had to dress like in a potato sack. So that couldn't really go well together. <laughs> and um, oh, yeah. our favorite, the potato sack. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So the thing is that everything that baggy baggy and baggy don't go together and mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know now it's a trend to like wear those baggy sweatshirts and like the baggy sweatpants and then they look cool but you don't it's not the cool version of that it's like the really bad version it's like if you're wearing dress with like jeans dress with jeans oh yeah and even the jeans is baggy it's not the yeah, slim not fit the, oh, you know no, no no it's like the baggy jeans <laughs> And also, it's if it's baggy on baggy, usually the shirt is like short, like maybe up to your like either crop top or just up to your uh, waist. Yeah. But that one is the baggy shirt is like down to your legs, and then yeah. the, the pants is also baggy. So we look like one of those uh, early two thousands, you know, gangster people, you know, <laughs> rappers, you know. <laughs> A really bad one with flowers on that. <laughs> Oh yeah, with flowers on them, and I'm just like, uh, and, and we're like wide people. We're not, we're not like obese, but we're just wide. You know, we have yeah. wide hips. We're, you know, wide legs, so it doesn't fit. You know, it just makes us look huge. <laughs> for one thing, like for curvy people in general, like you need to wear something that kind of holds on to your waist so you can see the curve, because otherwise you're yeah. just gonna straight up look like. A freaking cylinder. <laughs> yeah, because the, the idea of wearing something so baggy was that it, it's baggy enough that it doesn't catch on your uh, waist or or your hips, you know? Yeah. So if you look like a cylinder. At least if you wear something baggy, usually they'll throw like a belt so it catches on your waist. So it shows like, ooh, hourglass, you know? But there's yeah. no hourglass. There's only cylinders, you know? <laughs> God, it's bringing me back memories like I just started buying clothes that I like like very recently and even then like obviously I have like these mental restrictions that oh I cannot wear this you know I cannot oh, wear that yeah, tell me about it and it is so hard to like come out of that because like you know this like years of influence and I don't blame them you know obviously it's their upbringing and it's their mentality which is obviously like you know it's 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 not it's not something bad that they did but obviously it's like you know when you are growing up in a different time with like different styles and stuff it's quite difficult to like 
kind of just like the key not like we're not saying like all the trends because a lot of trends are bad like I, I can't really remember a trend but like I really don't like the leopard uh print kind of clothes oh yeah same same I only liked I, I only liked wearing like jumpsuits like that but nothing else you know yeah I personally don't like the um no, bike shorts are cute, but like not like the super short ones. I don't think they look nice. But obviously, like there's some things that are like new trends that are look nice, but they only look nice if you wear it that certain way, you know? But yeah, thing- and, diff- and if it fits your body type too. Yeah, exactly. But the thing that my parents used to do is that they would let me buy something that's in trend, but I would have to add on layers to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> wear inner you know, inside shirt that's long sleeved, and then <laughs> if it's a short skirt, you wear something inside also pants. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> you end up looking like a butcher. Yeah, <laughs> like I I remember like this. There was this thing like, oh yeah, I wanted this um shirt that said the Wanted, and Ooh. <laughs> I was really into the band the Wanted. Like if people mm-hmm. don't remember it's like the the song like you know the song glad you came chasing the oh, sun yeah. I, was so, I was so <laughs> obsessed with that band and i couldn't like get merch because obviously it's expensive so i couldn't really mm-hmm. buy the merch and the closest thing that i came up with was finding the shirt called wanted it didn't even say the wanted it just said wanted and it was <laughs> It was like, it's like the, basically it was like in a grocery store. It's like it's a grocery store-ish kind of mall. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a Tesco, okay? So it was in a Tesco mm-hmm. and I bought it for like maybe 20 ringgit or something, like probably $5. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't do math. But anyways, mm-hmm. it was really bad already, okay? The shirt was really bad, but my parents made me, you're supposed to wear it without like a jacket or something because like the sleeves or the design and things like that but my parents are like oh no the the shirt is too transparent it wasn't really the shirt is too too short so you have to wear a jacket on top and you have to wear like can't tuck in your shirt it looked better if you tuck in the shirt or you can't tuck in your shirt if you're going for that look congratulations you know i know i wanted to be the cool chick you know like the cool like you know i'm i'm uh, what is it called in trend you know like those those directioners you know who have like you know those hairs and the extensions i wanted to be the cool chick and i ended up looking like a freaking auntie and that wasn't my goal but (laughs) that's so sad it it is so sad but it i don't know it's just kind of uh, i am kind of annoyed that we didn't get to live out like those you know um our prime ages of interest in a way because I was like mm-hmm. the emo kid and I wanted to have the hair and for the longest time my parents didn't grow let me grow out my hair oh yeah uh, I remember you had ball uh, not bobs like mushroom cut right oh my god my dad used to take me to this barber barber <laughs> mm, wow that's a good was, sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I think like I was like ten years old, and he used to get like I used to get the mushroom slash boy cut. Ball, so, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> they put yeah. the ball on your head, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's so sad. And I was like, what the heck is this shit? Because I wasn't so into like you know having extensions, pink ones, you know, growing out my hair, braiding it, and I didn't really get to do any of that, which is kind of sad. But did you have like those? Um, things where you used to like hide or like wear the clothes that you wanted or buy the clothes that you wanted 
Okay, buying clothes, no, because um, I, did, I, I had money, like I had pocket money, but it just never occurred to me to do that because um, I, I could never go to the mall in the first place alone, so how am I supposed to do that? And when I could go to the mall, it just never occurred to me to buy clothes. I, it just didn't pass my brain, you know? I, I would go to the mall to buy books, that's it, you know? So that, that was non-existent to sneakily buy clothes unless somebody <laughs> bought it for me. Uh, but... Um, I did cut my bangs once uh, because I really wanted bangs. I, I've always been a, a bangs person. Like, I always loved it. But um, me being, like, partially African, my hair texture wouldn't allow for that because it, I, I have a lot of volume. It's very poofy, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it didn't allow for that. But I was like, nope, I'm getting bangs. And my, my mom, I was too scared to ask my mom because I know she would say no. And I think I did ask once before. I think so. I don't remember. But anyway, I, I, I knew it was a no. So I just cut it in the middle of the night and I didn't know how to cut it. And I didn't even, I was like, I think I was like maybe eight or something. I didn't even plan it properly because normally you're supposed to like measure like a semicircle and take certain sections or anything. And mm-hmm. back then YouTube uh, tutorials were like non-existent, you know? <laughs> so um, I didn't, didn't oh, even no. think of techniques. I just literally just pulled some strands out of my hair and it was off center and it was not oh. even like the front hair. It was like a bit behind, you know? So there was some other hair because I, 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 my hair was basically pulled back into a ponytail and I, mm. I kind of roughly pulled out some strands. It oh, was not God. even like straight and I just chopped it. And then I, I my mom uh, found out and she was like, oh my God, who did this? <laughs> Oh my god, I never told her this, or if she finds out. <laughs> I told her I don't know who cut it, you know? And uh, she's like, are you serious? Like, you don't know who? And I said, no, I don't know. And then she was convinced that uh, it was cut by the, uh, what's the English word? By Satan. <laughs> so she had oh me god. read these certain verses from the Quran every night. Uh, it's uh, if you you know it like Ayatul Kursi, you know. She yeah. had me read that every night, and I was like, I don't know how to tell it that I cut it. <laughs> I was so desperate for bangs, oh but that was like the first time ever I had bangs, and because because I fucked up, I fucked up my hair basically. It wasn't cut properly. Um, mm-hmm. The next time my mom allowed me, I asked her again, like, and she she said, yeah, you can have some uh, because it's already messed up anyway. So that was the first time I had a proper bangs at the proper salon, you know? <laughs> oh my god. I love how your mom actually trusted you that you didn't I cut your it. own hair. Because I remember like, <laughs> if I if I was in this situation, my parents would have been like, yep, 100% she did it herself. No doubt. <laughs> she didn't think that maybe, maybe maybe if my mom was like being kind to me maybe she didn't know but maybe she didn't want to like you know like get it out of me so she just um you know put it up to god but she seemed to believe it really well because she seemed kind of horrified but not horrified enough to like take me to some sheikh you know and have him <laughs> read some verses and ex- exercise the, uh, the satan or ghost around me no it's not like that oh serious she was a bit she was just a bit paranoid she had me read it for a while until she forgot about it then we moved on with our lives but yeah i was surprised too i think maybe i was just very convincing you know it sounds like me when I remember I used to have this friend, like this little guy. I think he was smaller than me, like in kindergarten or something. We were friends. And then he used to do this thing where he used to pinch my arm. But then he used to do it like really hard. And you know how your blood clots? 
Oh yeah, and it's like a little red mark, right? Yeah, and it, like the next day it bruises and it becomes like green or something. So my my dad saw that and he was like, "Oh my god, like who pinched you? You know, like who? He thinks that you know people are just out to get me or something, you know?" Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> people like you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, you know, I'm not that of a bad person, you know. But he thought that I was too like naive or like I'm getting bullied or something. So then I I I obviously didn't want to give up my friend because he's my friend. So I didn't tell who it was you know and I don't think till now they know who did it and they they tried all their techniques to get it out of me they used to sit me next to a blender because I used to be scared of the blender they made me sit next to a blender and they'd be like oh I'll start blending if you you don't tell me And none of it worked. You know, they even made me, I was so tired of it that they made me go, they told my teachers and they made me go to the class and I just pointed to some poor random guy because I was so sick of not wanting to tell my friends. So I just uh, said it was someone else. No, but wait, what was the point of the blender? I didn't understand that. Uh, The blender was basically, you know, uh, have you seen like those blenders where you have, you have to put something on the blender to blend stuff, right? So there's mm-hmm. this separate thing where you have to put it on top of the thing. So I was okay. scared of the just uh, blending the machine without the thing on top. Oh, you're scared the contents will come out. Yeah, basically. Oh yeah. So, okay. so they were like that. They used that as my um, threatening technique, basically, to get it out of me. But obviously, I'm stubborn as fuck, so that's never gonna happen. Why? If somebody's abusing you, you don't abuse a kid. Like, you yeah, abuse, but like traumatize her. I was so traumatized. I was like, because I didn't want to give up my friend because they wouldn't understand the concept that he's my friend and you know we're just joking around or something. So they would obviously go and complain a little make a huge deal out of it and I was like five okay I think I was like four or five so I don't want to give up my friend (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for the person who I just pointed at you know I just went to a class I didn't know who any of those people were I just pointed at one random dude and I got off Oh my god, for God, he probably got like lectured and probably detention if there was Well, yeah, my, my parents are like on a whole new level, but I, they still don't know till this day who it was, and I was still going to tell <laughs> Yo, wait, was it like frequently there, like every day? No, it was, there? it was like a one-time thing. One time, okay, like you could just say the kid fell on her, I don't know, like she fell, there was a rock or something, and it just goes away after a few days, but if it was frequently there, then I would understand the concern, and that much, like that much concern, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think for the new parents out there, um, please don't traumatize your kids. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. It's just kind of sad to think that, you know, parents put up this barrier of like, you know, scaring you as like a thing to get things out of you, but then you end up stop saying what you actually want in life. Yeah, exactly. Because their intentions were good. And it's really like, touching that they wanted to protect you that much that they're willing to go report it to the to the whatever principal or whatever teacher but it's it's how they executed it was so messed up because they traumatized you and and along the way they were uh, they were trying to get the answer out to you so badly that you felt so bad to let your friend go and you and you knew that even if you said your friend's name they wouldn't try to understand your situation they immediately thought like okay you're in trouble let's go and 
like they put your friend at risk even though it's just you guys playing around and it happened to be a bit dark uh, of a bruise you know yeah um, i mean if your friend was seriously bullying you then okay that was not right but uh it sounded like just pinching and sometimes yeah they pinch a bit too hard okay <laughs> this is a whole new like level. they should believe you to an extent you know like if you say oh it's completely fine okay uh obviously sometimes the kid doesn't know what's best you so you should listen and try to understand and like with the how do i say like with some idea that maybe well, what they're saying could be worrisome but not like always immediately okay okay she's lying we have to go find the culprit you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's go beat him up yeah. <laughs> so people call it love i call it concerning <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> going back to the topic of like you know uh, us being dressed in potato sacks most of our life so uh, now how are you trying to embrace yourself i am going through like a journey of trying to be confident of wearing what i like not just because of my family um because my family is not here right now because i'm i'm studying abroad mm-hmm. uh so i'm taking the opportunity to just to explore but it's also that um i i am struggling to accept my body for how it is and what and accepting that okay let's say i like these like wearing short skirts and short skirts um they look usually they're typically worn in very uh, thin models you know they're like s size maximum you know not usually m or l you know mm-hmm. so um, i have to uh, i'm coming to terms with accepting that uh the cute fashion that i like to see in models they can work on me too it's not just because i am you know um a bit wide a bit bigger than other girls doesn't mean that i am doomed that i have to wear ugly clothes or i have to wear things that i'm not really fond of i can make it work i just have to adjust you know like mm-hmm. you know like you said like for curvy people we should focus on our thin waist because i am like a pear shape you know mm-hmm. so i have a thin waist and a small uh top like my chest is kind of small but it's just that i have wide hips mm-hmm. and i could make skirts work i just have to think differently so it's like a journey of discovering what works what doesn't and just like you mentioned before um when i buy clothes i still have that voice in the back of my head is telling me that this is not okay you're showing your butt too much uh it's not like i'm wearing like booty shorts it's just that i buy a crop shot god forbid it's a crop sh- sh- oh, sorry crop top mm-hmm. that is doesn't cover even half of my ass that so i feel i have that a voice in the back of my head from that programming that telling me is are you sure that's okay what what would your mom think what would other people think you know it's always about what other people think mm-hmm. so it's like a journey just trying to allow myself to buy what i like and not care so much that oh people are going to look at you this way and that way because in my experience when i did wear those clothes that make me really happy about what i have um I in most most times people don't care. They will look at you because you're a human being passing through, but they're not going to be like judging you like oh look at this girl she's showing her butt it's so big or something. You know like most times people don't care. And sometimes people look at you because you look pretty in that and it's it's new, it's different because I assume that any like I was kind of taught like if people look at you it's uh, and they're staring you're probably dressed not either you're dressed inappropriately or you're attracting too much attention or they're just weirdos yeah. like it's either three it's nothing in between. <laughs> so yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, it's like a journey and I am doing a lot better if you ask me like 
maybe a year or two ago, I would have been more like insecure, to be honest, because I felt like, you know, I'm too fat for this, my belly's too big and all that. And it's not just I'm finding clothes, I'm also learning to accept my body and at the same time also treat it well with good food and exercise. And it's, it's kind of like a struggle to balance everything, you know, eating well, working out, also at the same time working on yourself and your self-esteem it's like so much things right so i as because i'm human i often fail and it's like a work in progress basically you know mm-hmm. i mean yeah i i completely get you as well even for me even if i wear the clothes that i want to it's like my body automatically wants to like what is it called cover up in a way conceal yeah yeah so like I walk in a weird way or like, you know, I feel like people are staring at me where whereas people don't give a shit. Like literally I swear they don't care. Except for like those one care. or two people, but like yeah. nobody cares really. Well, you know, there's always those one or two people that are always gonna care. But at the end of the day I feel like, you know, if you wanna be happy, you should dress the way that you want to and be the person that you want to and it is going to be hard to come out of it when you're constantly told this is how you should live your life. But I personally mm-hmm. believe that, you know, living your life the way you want to can really make you happy at the end of the day. And what is the point of life if you're not happy, you know? Yeah, exactly. One thing that I'm grateful for is um, because I'm studying abroad away from my family. I have a brother here, but we see each other maybe like once a month or something. Uh, So I use that opportunity to explore what I like and being like my quote unquote, like an authentic self. Mm -hmm. And um, once I feel confident enough, I can move to the next step of my life because as much as easy it is is, um, to be my authentic self when I'm not around family, and then when I visit my family I go back to being what they want me to be like yeah you can live that double life and if it works for you fine but for me um one of my principles is I want to be true to myself like eventually to everyone that I care about if I care about my family and if if they want me in my life, despite like how I am, I want to be honest to them. So eventually, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a coming out story, but basically I want to come out to them and be like, this is who I am. I, I don't accept the things that I was raised with, but some of the things you raised me with are amazing. Like you taught me to be, you know, truthful, study hard, work hard, those things I like, but I... I want to be myself and I hope you can accept me that way. So that's eventually, not now. Mm-hmm. So right now I appreciate it that I can practice on my own. Nobody's judging me except for like maybe one random loser who's like bored who wants to judge everyone. Okay, go for it, you know? <laughs> but uh, otherwise, you know, I use this opportunity. So when I am done with school and I am like independent, I will eventually have to go back to my family for a bit, you know, until I adjust and move out and be independent. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like preparing for the real deal, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome that you are finally accepting the person that you are and, you know, you're not giving that up for people. And it is going to be hard, yeah. obviously. It's never easy. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's like a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I think it's it's amazing what you're doing and being yourself authentically. That's really amazing. It's not going to be easy, obviously, for people who are you and for people who have very conservative parents or people who have like you know certain mindset it's going to be different difficult obviously it's it's obviously not easy but I truly believe that you know at least make like one step every day that could make you happy at the end of the day you know I feel like one step uh, like you know either it's wearing the clothes that you like or eating the food that you like 
everything moderately in a healthy way. Obviously, don't like go binge eating things or things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but everything in moderation is good. And whether it being the use of social media in general, obviously we can't blame people. Like you know, we can't blame like oh this this influencer is the one who is teaching my kids bad things. Obviously, that's not yeah, the case. Exactly, yeah. You know, don't let your kids watch it. Then like it's just as simple as that. And yeah. people are out there living your life, living their own lives. It is easy to get influenced, but at the same time, you are the only person who is control in control of your life. So you have the opportunity to live it the way that you want it. Apart from some mm-hmm. external factors that we cannot change, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but we have to, you know, make some changes towards it. But that is the end towards the podcast, and I think it was really great, Ivory. For thank you so much for joining me again. In oh, thank you so much. I feel like we, we derailed the topic a bit, but it was really fun anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think I think more than just talk talking about the topic in general, I think some stories are really fun to listen to. So I think. Um, oh, yeah. I think yeah that that was really great and thank you so much for joining me for the second time and I always thank you enjoy our conversations and uh, our beautiful traumatic past. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the one thing we have in common. <laughs> Yo. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. And if you guys want to see more of Ivory's artwork, which I think you definitely should, then please take your Twitter handle. Uh, so it's Ivory, uh, I-V-O-R-I-E, and then underscore, that's all. That's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you should also check out her Instagram, even though she isn't very active there. There's so many beautiful artwork out there that you should definitely check it out. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you all next week.